everybody. It's Linda Gunner with Love Him, Love Them. And we today have a brand new episode of Miracles with Mommy Linda in our brand new studio, which actually is a miracle. We could also use that. Um, but I'm so excited to talk to you today. We are, as we record today, we are eight days away from my personal home burning to the ground. Uh, my family and I lost everything. We, uh, well, we lost everything. We lost all the stuff we've got. We are all alive. Um, and everyone made it out, including my bulldog, except for our pet bird. We did have a cynical parrot. I can still hear her. She used to always do my quiet time with me in the morning in my office and uh, always tell me, you know, pretty bird, pretty bird. And, uh, Sometimes she would just say whatever she wanted to say, but we did lose Amelia. But I, I'm so excited to share with you the miracles that have occurred in this last eight days and uh, that are, I want to say related, but kind of not related. But here's the deal. You know, God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. I don't know. Maybe you don't know that, but he does. There's two people that have a plan for, for your life. Satan has a plan for your life, and God has a plan for your life. And so what's interesting is the divine appointments that happen along the way when you didn't have anything to do with it. So obviously, because we were uh, burned out of our home, uh, we actually have been staying in a hotel now for eight days. The set was, So our house burned Saturday, May 6th. So I believe this was Sunday evening. So this would have been Sunday, May the 7th. We pulled up into the hotel, and there was an older model car right underneath the alcove where you go to check in. And there's a girl, well, a lady. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say she's around 30. And she's standing there with her hand on the top, the doors open, the hood's up, and tears are streaming down her face. And so we pull up. We were, we were going to park and run in and... I don't know, you know, do, do lots of stuff, I'm sure. And so I get out of the car and she yells over and she goes, do you have any jumper cables? And I said, oh, girl, I don't have any jumper cables. And I so I walk over. I mean, I see she's completely distraught. Right. But I knew her immediate. Just, you know, I don't want to go lead her to Jesus. Right. Because her immediate need is she needs some jumper cables. <laughs> uh, you know what? That is an interesting point for us to stop on for just a second. You know, there's a lot of people who go around and evangelize. I have a story I'm going to tell you guys next week about, I'll just mention this part of it. When I asked the man what he did, he said he used to be a pastor. And so I, he said, I am a pastor. So, of course, my first thing is I want to come speak at your church. And he said, no, I don't have a church anymore. I evangelize souls. And I was like, okay, well, there's like 30 people right here in this breakfast area. Why are you going back to your room? <laughs> Why don't you go evangelize some souls? But the, the truth of the matter is a lot of times when we want to minister to people, we think one way and they have a need, right? So that she needed jumper cables. So I ran around the parking lot and oddly enough, my son, because we have a swimming pool at the, there's a luxury, right? At the hotel, my son had invited one of his friends to come over and Carson had jumper cables. He was like, actually, I do. My dad told me, he's what, 16, 17. My dad told me I was going to need these one day. I told him that's ridiculous. And then here the jumper cables get to be the doorway for ministering to, her name's Misty, for ministering to Misty. And so we come over. I feel like I left. I went somewhere. I can't remember while they were uh, doing the actual jumper cable part. She's still crying. She's still crying. I come back and she's still crying. And I walk over to her and I say, Misty, tell me what happened. 
what is going on? There has to be more than the car not starting. My boyfriend just got out of jail. He came, sat in the car with me long enough to take all my money. And then he turned around and he walked away. I, I bailed him out. I got him out. And then he, tur- he took all of my money and walked away. And I said, oh, Misty. And she said, and now my car won't start. I don't have enough money to even get back home once my car does start. I'm out of gas. He took all my money. And so my husband's under the hood over here in this story, right? And so I, I, I said, I need to pray with you. Let me pray with you while they start the car. And boy, oh boy, have you ever been praying for somebody and the Holy Spirit just <laughs> speaks all these things and it comes out of your mouth and you're like, what is that about? I don't know anything about that. And so the Holy Spirit was literally, I almost feel like I was not praying to God for her. I feel like the Holy Spirit was using me to speak to her when I was thinking I was praying. And so all of these things and were coming out saying that she had been a child of God. She she had had a relationship with Jesus. She had strayed away. And so at the end, I was. she goes, how did you know all of those things? And I was like, girlfriend, I didn't know any of it. And so because of that, we have now created a relationship with Misty. Um, she, of course, we blessed her to make sure that she was able to get home. We all, my husband, so funny, he was like, whatever you do, when you go get gas, don't shut the car off, <laughs> right? Let it, so it can build back up. And now, because we're staying at that stupid hotel, we get to see Misty every day. And so we've, I've now blessed her with a uh, Miracles with Mommy Linda book. Uh, we've been able to encourage her every day. My daughter, Gina, who if you know her, you know she's a prayer warrior. She has had the opportunity to, uh, to pray with her. And the, the distraught, I'm just going to say it, the destroyed individual that we saw one week ago on that Sunday um, as God has placed us there on a daily, but you know, a lot of times when you pray for someone or you minister for someone, it's a one for, you just see them, you get to do it, whatever, and you don't get to ever follow up. But we have actually been able to follow up on a daily basis to continue to encourage her, to continue to point her back to Jesus. So what a divine appointment, because I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you, if your house doesn't burn down. Well, you shouldn't, anyways, be staying at a hotel in your in your hometown unless you're doing something wrong. Uh, but we would have no reason whatsoever in a million years to be at that hotel. And yet God decided for and it was pouring down rain that night for the exact which is why we went under the alcove, because otherwise we would have parked and gone in the other door. But because of it pouring down rain, we, my husband pulled up for us to all get out and go in, under the awning to go in the front door. That's how we met Misty. How many times has God placed you in a specific divine appointment? But maybe you were in a tragedy. Maybe your house had just burned down. Maybe your spouse had just left. Maybe someone had just died. But you were the one still, even though you were in the middle of a tragedy, you were the one in the situation that had hope. You were the one that had Jesus Christ living inside of you. And how many times have you possibly missed a divine assignment, an opportunity that God said, hey, I need you right now in this spot. And when, you know, she didn't even know 
that our home had burned down. I don't think until maybe two days later. And I'm going to tell you something it, <laughs> that has worked in our advantage in so many situations, because then it, it, it brought Jesus Christ being alive to a whole nother level. Because it was like, what in the world is this family so happy about? Why are they sitting out here playing sequence and laughing and joking? And why are they at breakfast having such a blast when their lives should be falling apart? And so does anybody want what you've got? <laughs> and does what you've got, is it holding you together? Is Jesus Christ enough for you? Is what, is what this word of God says, is the peace that passes all understanding is that is that something you might want? Is freedom from your bondage or your addiction, is that something that you need? Or do you have it so that you can offer it to someone else in a time of need? This is not just a book. It is alive and it is active. And if we will renew our minds with it, and if we will know what it says, we will have the answer for everyone in every situation. And then we can be used as an instrument to provide a miracle. We were, we were the miracle in her life. God used us. He placed us right where he wanted us to be, told us exactly what to do. And she received a miracle that night. Her car got started. She had gas to get in her, put in her car. She had money to be able to get home and come back. And now she's being encouraged on a daily basis. Don't forget, it is your job to love him and love them.